And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another episode of the Castle Collective. We're so glad you tuned in and we've got some really exciting stuff to go over. But as always, we need to introduce you to the collective members this week. First off, he dominated Disneyland in the 90s. Nick at night. Welcome back to the show. Hello. Hello. And we could not be more thrilled to have a new collective member. I feel like we should have like a, a Mickey Mouse Club cheer of some kind. But she has, oh an, yeah, that's perfect. She has an extensive history with Disney that we'll get into in a minute. C. Shelley, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be here. And she and has I, did I that love voice. my name. Yes, that was that was her <laughs> voice. And I'm glad you like the name and explain to us why you are C. Shelley. C. Shelley. So uh, I have some experience here with Disney, but my most recent and probably most beloved experience has been for the one and only Disney Cruise Line. So I had the opportunity to work for the cruise line for about three years, did seven contracts there. That was, gosh, almost... Almost eight years ago, the time has flown, but I did get to work on the fantasy, the dream, the magic, and the wonder. I started on the magic in the Mediterranean, which the magic is kind of my heart and soul and my home. Um, and I had some Disney experience before that, mainly uh, but my heart lives at Disneyland because I grew up right down there in good old Brea, California, outside of Anaheim. And I had some time working for Disney World as well. So Disney World Resort. Uh, friends with some some different characters there. Uh, got to be a character performer, and that's where I started some of my Disney World career. Uh, I teach school now, so you know I miss <laughs> I miss the seven C's because I'm uh, molding molding young minds in a way that they aren't as excited about as they are when they're seeing Disney characters in in kids clubs on a Disney cruise ship. Well, that's the most magical thing of all. Shaping young minds is... Absolutely. <laughs> well, C. Shelley, we could not be more thrilled to have you. You might be our most well-rounded uh, member of the collective with your experience growing up in California, like so many of us, and then in Florida, and then on the cruise lines. And so we're, we're just thrilled to have you on. And Nick, you have done some Disney cruises, yeah? I've done two on the Disney Dream in uh, the Caribbean. And I loved it. It was fantastic. It was even better that I got paid to be there as uh, a sound crew for something. And so that made it amazing. But yeah, I loved it. We got to do the aqueduct um, water ride okay. that went out over the ocean. And it was a great time. I highly recommend going on at least one Disney cruise in your life. Well, I can't wait. I, I've not been on one yet. We've been on many cruises, but never on a Disney cruise. Uh, when we used to go on cruises, we just had so many darn children that it was really expensive. So I'm I'm doing the reverse of most people. I'm waiting until my last kid is gone next year. Then I'll go on a Disney cruise without <laughs> kids. I want to go and just enjoy it. So And you can go on the new one, right? The Disney Wish? Is that, yeah. That, yeah. That 2022, I think. Yeah. I've, I've heard it is phenomenal. So, well, we're super excited and very, very much Happy to have you. So welcome, C. Shelley. We'll look forward to your expertise. And tonight is uh, an exciting night because we have a, a winner to announce. We did a drawing in our last episode for a $25 gift card. And as a reminder, in order to win, all you had to do was uh, send us the magic words, which were uh, Mickey Pretzel. And we actually had quite a few people enter. So we were thrilled to have you. Thank you so much to all those who entered. And we drew a random number earlier. And our winner is, I don't have a drum roll. See, this is what happens when Rob isn't on. We don't get all the sound effects. Uh, but our winner is Caitlin Flake. Caitlin Flake. Oh, my gosh. Congratulations, Caitlin. You Yay! have won a $25 Yay! gift card for Disney. That can be used on Disney.com at any of the Disney parks. Uh, there are a lot of places you can use that Disney card. So if you will just send us a DM on uh, Instagram uh, with your address, uh, we will, or just your email address, we will get you that uh, card. So congratulations, Caitlin. 
and stay tuned everyone for more chances to win because we have some more giveaways coming up. So we really appreciate it. All right, let's jump into this week's topic, which there's been a lot of conjecture in our chat group about this topic. I think everyone was really excited. And I know that all of us had uh, quite a few thoughts on this. I know that I had probably more for this list really than just about anything uh, that we've ever gone over before. So anyway, I'm excited for it. And the topic is Disney magic. And I got to thinking about this topic last weekend. I was uh, in a little city called Anaheim uh, in a, well, not last weekend. I guess it was the weekend before I was at Disneyland with my son for the weekend and we had the best time. And I started thinking about just the magic, the little things. What are the little things that are very specifically Disney that make it so darn magical. And so we decided to do that as a topic for tonight's show. We're going to go over some of the things, and I'm excited to hear if we have any crossover, if there's anything that we've all thought. And then I do have one or two from other collective members who weren't able to be here, but wanted to make sure that theirs were heard. But see, Shelly, we are going to give you the honor, since you are the newest member of the collective, to tell us what is your first what are we calling these? Uh, bit o magic. What what what's the phrase we want to use for this? Eddie like fairy dust. Fairy yeah. dust. Fairy dustings. The fairy uh, dustings. Yeah. Yes, I like that. The stars uh, upon which our dreams were. I don't know. <laughs> we can get flowery. That could get a little long. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll just we'll just call them. Uh, yeah, we should have thought of this earlier. So, <laughs> but uh, we'll come up with it while we're here. So, uh, but Shelly, what is your first bit of magic? All right. So, I have a couple of tidbits within each category that I went for. So, I'm going to start with a category, and there's like a couple in Love there. It. My the first one I'm going to start with are some things that are still classically Disneyland, still there, have been there for a long time. For sure, since I was a youngin, and and that you can still make some magic with today, and they are classic ride, either quotes or just silly little traditions that nice. that I have that bring a little magic. So I I can run through this list pretty quickly in this category. So uh, one. I'll start with actually my favorite. And this is a little something that you do on Big Thunder Mountain. So when you ride Big Thunder Mountain at Disneyland Resort specifically, it it actually does have to be at Disneyland. It doesn't work as well in other parks. There's a goat. There's a goat after the the second, I believe, time when, when the track has taken you up. And what you do is you sit in the last row, request the last row or very close to the last row. And as you come around that bend, the goat does a little, and the fun thing to do you guys, and it brings, what it brings is your stomach, some magic. So what you do (laughs) is you look at the goat. You must focus at the goat all the way around the bend and also hang on tight. Otherwise your head may fly back and hit the person sitting next to you in the teeth. So you don't want to do that. It's happened several times. Hang on tight, stare at the goat all the way around the corner. And your stomach does this crazy flip floppity magic thing that is hard to achieve anywhere else in the Disneyland resort. And I hope that goat stays there forever and ever. Um, I love it. That's fantastic. Nick, have you done this before? Magical. I mean, I know of the goat. I, I don't think I've done that exact pattern of behavior. No, but so I, I've, I can I've try heard it. this before and I have tried it. I've not been able to make it work for me. I've done it where I come up mm, on it. You're I not, really a, you're not real then. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think I have just, I have the wrong kind of magic in me. So, uh, but I have, I have tried it and I've heard many people say that, that you stare right at it and it kind of, I don't know something, you know what though? I also, when I look at those, uh, posters that are supposed to pop out 3d, I can't make that work either. So there might be something mm. really mm-hmm. wrong with me in general. So <laughs> 
but I think that's a great tip. I think that's really cool. So it's magical. Yeah. So you've done it. You've made it work every time. Mm -hmm. And I try to pass that secret magic along to anybody that I, that I take to Disneyland. One of my favorite things is taking new people that also creates magic, but yeah, so that one, and then you can't beat the magic of quoting a bunch of the things in Pirates of the Caribbean, you guys, yes. because you absolutely have to, you know, listen for and quote along with the, don't tell him, Carlos, don't be cheeking. You know, that That is exactly important. the one I was about to quote. That's my favorite. Don't be cheeking. <laughs> don't be cheeking. Uh, yeah, so... It, it just brings some extra magic going into some of these classic rides, I think. No, and it takes, you know, knowing those things. But if you listen for it, it's just pretty hilarious. Uh, and another one. Now, you know what? I don't, I'm actually not sure if you can still do this one. Um, in Space Mountain, there either still is or used to be. I think it's a used to be, actually. A moon that would kind of like a projected moon that would sort of float around yeah. in the space as you were going through the ride, and it looked for all the all the devil like a chocolate chip cookie. It so, did. You're right. <laughs> yeah. So the magic of that ride, my uh, my cousins and I used to ride that, and kind of as we're as we're enjoying the excitement of the ride we would race to see the cookie first and we'd point and scream cookie whoever (laughs) saw it first and try to see how many times we could do it but i do think they have updated the quality of their projection and stars and such things and i'm not sure that that uh that little moon cookie is is still involved but that was a fun magical game i do remember the moon cookie and it was about as high quality as now for 1995. You can buy the projector that projects like Christmas snowfall on your house. Mm-hmm. It was about that <laughs> that level, uh, that little cookie that was floating around. But I love all of these things. These are great, C. Shelley. I love it. Yeah. I, and what I love is that I think a lot of friends and family and people in general really have these little things that they, for them, it's something that they point out. It's something that, you know, or I have things for myself that maybe my family, they know about, or they don't know about that. I just happen to notice that I love every time. So I think it's fantastic. Nick, you want to pick up? Sure. I I could actually, I'll just go ahead and stay with her theme of things on rides that kind of trigger the magic for me um partially because um i don't want to rank these um but there's one thing that no matter what i can say about disney magic can no matter where you're at in the world it transports you back there and for me one of the things that happens on a ride that transports me right back to disneyland is my ringtone Remain seated, please. Permanecer sentados, por favor. You know it. Every time I hear that, and now it's my ringtone. Tacos on the floor. (laughs) (laughs) That that phrase and foolish mortals. When I hear Mm -hmm. those two things, they instantly put me on the ride, no matter where I'm at on the planet. And I think that there is something magical that I don't even know if it was intentional, certainly not with the Matterhorn piece, but, but the foolish mortals, even it's such a, a welcoming thing to the magic. It just invites it for me. So I, there's other rides with other things that kind of do the same thing, but I wanted to give those two as an example of, of that, that transportive kind of quality that these rides can have. Beautiful. I love it. I'll, I'll stick with rides. Uh, since we're we're doing rides or moments in rides, uh, I've got you know a few of them. One, I'm going to jump over, and this this may seem just terrible that I'm going to in a Disney magic that I'm going to start in California Adventure, <laughs> but I'm going to because for me one of the most magical moments is when you get on Soren and you've buckled in and you're kind of sitting there for a second. And then all of a sudden it goes totally dark and there's this deep bassy sound. It just goes boom. And then the music begins when it's dark 
and that sound comes on, I get goosebumps. I get goosebumps just thinking about it. There's something about that sound. That's a very specific moment that I absolutely love. Um, Another one that I've got from an attraction, uh, and this is uh, Shelly. Everyone bags on me for this and makes fun of me, and I'm okay with it. My favorite attraction in all of the parks is Alice in Wonderland. It is my hands-down favorite attraction. Uh, I love it. Um, But then again, people make fun of me because at Disney World, uh, Carousel of Progress is my favorite. So whatever. Uh, But in Alice in Wonderland, I think it is so magical especially in the evening, this really only works for me in the evening, but when you go outside and you're riding down the outside part and you can hear the Matterhorn going and see the people below, sometimes there there's a a parade and the lights are all on and you can see the teacups and then you go back inside. There's something about that little outside section that is so magical because you're in the ride, but you're out, you go back in. It's one of my favorite parts of Alice in Wonderland. I just love that little bit of outside. It used to be even better before they widened the track before OSHA came in and said, Oh no, you don't, you got to have a wider track than that. But uh, still that's one of my, one of my favorite things. So yeah, there you have it. I love that. I'm not going to ever bag on you for Alice in Wonderland love. That that ride is great. It's fantastic. I love it. What else you have there, Shelly? Okay. Well, as I was thinking about this, I thought so much about how the magic of Disneyland to me lies in traditions. Mm. And, and it was really hard for me to get kind of get away from that and get really specific with pinpointed things like we just shared about the attractions. But Really, that's where the magic is, um, whether it's been traditions that just lasted for a short period of time because it was a specific parade or a specific show that was going for a while um, or, you know, just something I always make sure I do. But I man, I've got to share the the most, I think, probably for me, some of the most magical tradition and that I participated in quite a lot with my family, different family members was over the course of the wonderful Fantasmic uh, water show. And, you know, we just, I was blessed with being able to have an annual pass for many years. And so often when we would go to Disneyland, we weren't really on a huge itinerary. So we'd often go just for Fantasmic. And, And back, you know, actually really all the way through that it's that it has been performed there it's hard to get a seat <laughs> it's hard to get somewhere to be so we had a tradition of you know bringing the blanket and laying it out and kind of taking turns and playing cards and waiting for the show for hours really before it actually started and we'd usually go get a bread bowl from you know new orleans square right there and sit and eat it but there is nothing more magical to me than when that show starts Kind of like what you were saying about, you know, the beginning of Soren, but when the, when all the lights dim and you just hear the, it, the slow music coming up and the imagination, you know, and then <laughs> dream of fantastic dream. Then there's Mickey <laughs> on the top. Like, oh man, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. As soon as that light blasts on Mickey on the on the top of the hill across on, you know, what was Tom Sawyer's Island. Now it's the pirate something or other, right? right. Uh, <laughs> Pirates lair at Tom Sawyer Island. Yes. There we go. Sure. The light would blast on him after that music coming up. And no matter how many times I saw that show, my eyes would well up with tears. Just mm. as a kid, as a teenager, as an adult, it would happen to me now. It's almost happening as I'm talking about it and I'm trying not to allow it, but there's just something so magical about the beginning of that show and that tradition to me. Um, and, you know, we used to wait for a lot of the shows for a long time like that. The Animazement show that was there for many years, the Hunchback musical. I remember the Mulan parade. We used to do something similar. So I, I have a lot of this tradition of waiting for shows. I love Disney shows so much. Uh, they are probably the most magical to me is the Disney quality of show entertainment. But yeah, that moment of 
the beginning of Fantasmic, it doesn't get more magical to me than that. I love that you put this in here. We've talked about Fantasmic many times on this show. Um, Fantasmic is on my list too. I went a little more macro on it. And that was when I first feel the spray of Fantasmic. Mm -hmm. So I'm with you. When the lights go down, it's amazing. Um, We have done a few times the Blue Bayou dining package. And then actually for a while, they had a cheap dining package that was great. It was a little pickup, like you could pick up. It was a sandwich or a salad or something. It was only like 15 bucks, but it also, it counted as the dining package. So you had a preferred seating area. Uh, But this is how much I love Fantasmic. My family and I, uh, we were all seated and we were, we had done a dining package. So we were down pretty close toward the front and we needed new, uh, what do they call them? Banister ballasts, the, are the railings that go down by the stairs, the, the part that holds up the railing. I, I yeah. want to say ballast, but I don't think that's the right word. Yeah. I know what you're saying though. Yeah. Anyway, those bars that hold up the railing, we needed to get them replaced and our guy who was doing it was like, hey, we can do a design, we can do whatever. And we were sitting next to the railings. If you look at the ones at Disneyland, they they go down the wrought iron and they have a simple twist in them. And that's it. So I took, while we were in Fantasmic, sitting next to it, I took a photo and sent it over to our railing guy. And the railings in my house have the same twist as the ones in front of the Rivers of America for Fantasmic. So I always think of Fantasmic when I see our little stairs that way. So yeah. Nice. I love that. I love Fantasmic. And actually there are through the pandemic, I was listening to sounds of Disneyland quite a bit since we couldn't go sounds of Disneyland.com, which is good enough to put up all the ride music. And there were probably six or seven attractions. I was really drawn to, to listen to all the time. Definitely Fantasmic was one of them. So yeah, I need it back. I'm ready for it to come back. So, yeah, awesome. I actually, I I had one too connected to Fantasmic, um, but mine starts back on Main Street. Now, this is the one I couldn't share in a previous episode because I was breaking the rules. But <laughs> now I don't care. So, um, I love what it. I what one of my magic traditions was to end my day, and this was of course back in the '90s when I had my annual passes. I would go to the Gibson girl and get ice cream. I would get a single scoop chocolate or cookie dough ice cream and a waffle cone that had the, the chocolate dip around the outside with the peanuts on top. I would take that ice cream and I would walk from main street through Adventureland at night, which is just amazing at night with the torches and the lighting and everything. And I would find my spot for Fantasmic and I would sit there slowly, pleasurably eating my ice cream as Fantasmic would come on. And somehow in the middle of the show, I would be done with my ice cream and I wouldn't even notice it because the the show was that amazing. But the whole seamless ice cream to end the night experience was just, it's how I did it. And I I loved it. it. Every single night that I was there, I tried to do that. That is true magic. Beautiful. That's awesome. I love it. Uh, I will, uh, I'll throw out another one. That's an attraction one, uh, which is this one's very personal. No one else will have this magic. I assume I'd be very surprised, but uh, something I've shared on the show before, a lot of my love of uh, Disneyland comes from the fact that my grandfather worked for a company called JB Allen They were the contractors of Disneyland and for a while of Disney World. And uh, my grandfather, his job, he was the foreman for the Pirates of the Caribbean for the construction. And so uh, when I was a kid, he used to always talk about building Pirates of the Caribbean and stuff. So I have a moment every time that I go. Usually if if we go on multiple times, it's just the first time. But when I go on Pirates of the Caribbean, of the Caribbean, right as we're about to go down the falls, I always think of my grandfather who passed away when I was uh, 11 years old. And so, uh, no, I was nine when he passed away and he was very important to me. He, we were very close. 
And so I have that moment every time, you know, and I, that's why I love Shelly, how you talked about personal, just things that to us, you know, I'm able to kind of reconnect with my grandfather and look around. And in fact, um, one of the things that uh, he left for me after he passed is a hand drill that he used to build pirates. I have it in my bedroom. So I have one of the hand drills that was used to actually do the construction on Pirates of the Caribbean. And I love having that familial, personal, you know, connection with him. Sadly, uh, he didn't take any photos that we know of, of him working on it. Um, He also helped build uh, um, Long Beach State. And he's got, for some reason, all kinds of pictures of him working on Long Beach State. And none of Disneyland. Thanks, Granddad. Good Were job. they allowed to? <laughs> Maybe that that's like... it. Maybe they weren't. I don't know. Hmm. But that's but super that's, cool, though. I love that story. Uh, that's another one that's just a little moment of magic every time I go. Shelly, what else do you have? So, well, I do want to piggyback off of your pirates here just for a second and talk about the smell when you go into parts of the Caribbean, it's not bad. It's not necessarily good, but it is uniquely mm-hmm. pirates of the Caribbean. And I, you know, I, I'm a, I think we all are to a point, but I am attached to smells, uh, you know, memories attached to smells so much for me. And that the smell of that ride is uniquely magically uh, Disneyland for me, uh, for sure. But I do want to mention, and I, and I know that uh, somebody else had mentioned this from, from the collective, and I did have it on my list, and that is magical, extra magical little moments that get put into the holidays um, and the snow on Main Street mm. after the Christmas parade is definitely extra awesome magic especially when you're in california you know or even when you're in florida places where it doesn't really snow and i have lots of memories of that memories of having little cousins on my shoulders and um you know as they're growing up and and experiencing the snow and kind of taking through different family members as they grew up through that experience and yeah it's it's a good one for sure oh it's making me emotional and We'll point out, as you mentioned, that was uh, Heather Poppins also. Heather Poppins was going to join us tonight. She had a sore throat and wasn't feeling up to joining us, but she said for us to be sure to mention that that was mm-hmm. one of hers also. And that's one of mine also. Um, I have it. Uh, I have the connection a little bit more with Disney World with this uh, because at Disney World for many years, they had the Osborne family uh, Christmas yes. lights over in, in, um, uh, Hollywood studios. And that Mm -hmm. had an entire street of dumping snow and lights. And, but I'm, I'm with you. That is part of the magic. When you're in the middle of California, some of those December evenings are pretty warm and that snow starts coming down. It's just cool. Um, and, and we have no affiliation with them, but I do want to point out the magic candle company, which makes a candle that smells like Pirates of the Caribbean. You can get it as no, a they wax do not. melt. Oh, oh, yes. And I have it. I actually have it downstairs in my office right now. So they, they, it's funny, they, in order to get around trademarks, so they're called the Magic Candle Company. Their logo is candles moving along a track that looks suspiciously like a people mover. Uh, but they have one called Pirate Life. They have another one called Haunted not haunted mansion, just mm-hmm. haunted. Uh, flying over orange groves, <laughs> pineapple whip. It's kind of funny. They they have all these different ones. Um, they have a churro one. They have all kinds of ones. So anyway, they have all. But one of them, yeah. And it's funny. They have actually captured the smell of pirates. So pretty good. That's like what I, said, I was going to ask: is how legit is this scent that you're experiencing? Well, it's they have 239 reviews on it, and it's five stars. So they've somehow wow. figured out how to nail it. And their orange groves does smell a lot like Soren, and I'm a big Soren fan. So I love that. I think it's fantastic. Nick, what else you got there? Well, I can't not mention my pirates magic, uh, which for me is the first 15 seconds after you get into the boat. Uh, 
Mm. So when you're in the boat and you're just going through, you've got the cricket sounds, you've got the banjo, you've got the view of the blue bayou and this kind of growing sound of dead men tell no tales. There's something about that 15 seconds that feels so uniquely Disney. The smell helps, of course. Um, but there's something about that that connects me from my childhood to my present. To no, it, it's it's the same somehow. Um, and I think that there's something magical that something can be so timeless, yet so simple. I mean, it, it sounds really kind of almost mundane in some ways, but yet there's something about those first 15 seconds yeah. that just transport me in a way that I just, I miss it. And and I would say for me it it extends a little bit to the now 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 the guy rocking yeah. playing the little banjo but yeah that first part of pirates um, I, I I hate to ruin it but one time the mood was very much not magical <laughs> but it's kind of funny I was I went with my uh, my friend Tracy, who, you know, I go with him quite a bit. He's uh, a VP with our company and our office is down in Southern California. So we would spend the day in the office, quickly change and run over to the parks back in the old annual pass days when you could do that. And, uh, you know, I am a uh, larger man and I was in the second to last row. Two much larger people than I were put in the very last row. Uh, along with a whole bunch of children in the front rows. <laughs> and, you know, you're kind of up and elevated, and then you go down into the water, and all of a sudden the front end was lifted so far up that one of the kids was like, whoa! <laughs> I mean, and so we spent the entire attraction just, I mean, I almost got up to move up to the front. It was like so awkward. And like I said, two heavier people than me sitting behind mm. me and then me in the second to last row. And sometimes I wonder, do you think they board it like that on purpose? Do you think it's like a game for some of the uh, cast members? Because anyway, so now I always say just for safety, I always say, can I just sit in one of the middle rows? I don't need any of that action. <laughs> Let so. me level this out. <laughs> yeah. If you don't mind. Well, I don't I'll know, just... but. Even sounds the reason they need seatbelts. It is specifically the reason why they changed the boats at Small World. Hmm. Why is that? A few a few years ago, a few years ago they changed out the boats at It's a Small World attraction, and it was it was said that it was because uh, some things like unto that situation were occurring. The buoyancy <laughs> was not quite working out all the time for them. We were just getting heavier and heavier. Too many people taken guess, in water. Maybe. <laughs> I think sure. So <laughs> Something like out. that. It's not I so think, happy, happy small I, world. There. I, I think it turned out it was a small boat after all. Uh, yeah, that's that's, like that's that. what it was. So, I, I'm I'm going to take us back to a a magical thing, uh, and that for me, and this is kind of a kind of a funny one, but I notice it every time I'm there and it just makes me smile. It usually starts sometime around six o'clock, 6 PM and goes on throughout the evening. And that is little kids completely passed out for whatever reason. It is the most heartwarming, (laughs) wonderful thing. And especially when they are on their mother or father or uncle or aunt or whatever, some adults shoulder, when, when an adult is carrying them and they go from being 40 pounds to a hundred pounds of dead weight, just no motion. They they've had the greatest day ever or in a stroller and they're in the most awkward position, but they just couldn't stay awake any longer. Greatest day ever. They've walked 10,000 steps. They've met the princess. They have met Mickey, whatever it is. And their little tiny bodies have nothing left to give. There is something about a passed out little kid that just makes me so happy. I think it's so magical that this kid's going to wake up in the car and go, what happened? Where are we? And I don't know why it makes me, it just warms my heart every time. You know, my wife and I were talking about Oh, go ahead. 
I was just going to say, especially with, you know, one of those big lollipops sort of stuck yeah. to the face <laughs> or hey, like falling out of their hand as they're falling asleep, all we, sticky we, everywhere. We literally saw a kid in a stroller completely passed out holding a bubble gun one of those bubble shooters (laughs) and it was still shooting so he was passed out eyes closed would have been snoring if it was an adult totally unconscious but shooting bubbles still (laughs) like its finger his finger was the last thing to give up the ghost (laughs) my wife and i my wife and i were talking about this earlier the whole idea of kids passed out at the end of the day and and for me, the magic was when my dad would carry me out to the car at the end of the day. And now when I'm a dad and I'm carrying my kids out, there is this feeling of my parents at the time or me gave me the best day ever. That that, that was like the reward was passing out at the end of the day. And when you look at things like that, that's that's the magic in the details, right? It's you're walking out of the park. It's not actually in the park. It's you're walking out of the park, but it's, it's just incredible to think, yeah, the day was that amazing that it completely overwhelmed me. And that was what you wanted. It's like what you paid for. I love it. I think that's so, so great. Uh, Shelly, what else do you have? So I think this is something that everybody can notice, but also important to take time to really appreciate it you go into Disneyland and you're in this magical place where there's no trash anywhere there's little trolleys going by there's all these perfect little touches on everything and there's a bathroom around every corner and there's something so comforting about that. It's it's just not the world we live in. And I think that's so magical. And it sounds silly, the bathroom thing, but that's awesome to me. You're not stressed about it. You know, you're you go on some other vacations or you're in a big city or something and you're trying to get around or see sites with your family. And that can actually be kind of a stressful thing when you need to, to look for a bathroom. Or, you know, of course, everywhere else you go, there's trash all over the street. And and Disneyland is this impeccable place where the cast members lovingly take care of that. And it's it just makes for this environment of almost like you're you're leaving our world entirely behind just by those little touches and and how cute and nice and intricate everything looks and and the beauty and the relaxation of a bathroom around every corner. It's magical. Oh, I love that. I love that mm-hmm. thought that it, and I've, I've had the similar thought of just about how planned out things are for you. Like one of my favorite things is when you park in Mickey and friends, and it's always been this way, even when it used to be the regular lot, you don't even have to decide where to park. They just point you all the way through and you're right. You, you know, everything's kind of taken care of for you. And it feels like Walt has done this for us, which I just love. Oh, great thought, Shelly. What else, Nick? So I was going to start with this one, but it needs to be said before we run out of time. Walking in the park and hearing when you wish upon a star in the Esplanade for me is, is always the way to start your day with magic. And what happened to me this last time when I got to go to California adventure for my first time. I kind of was secretly crossing my fingers. Please play that as we're walking down. And, and I want to, I want to hear it. I need to hear it. And it played and it was perfect. And for the sound nerd in me, um, where it was playing, I couldn't pick out where the speakers were. It just kind of emanated around you and enveloped you. And so for me, I was so needing that i was so missing that and when you wish upon a star that esplanade version for me is the best way to start your disney day as you're even just transporting into the magic so i sometimes even play it on my iphone as i leave the park because it just bookends the day right i think it's so impressive uh knowing how you are as a sound guy 
that you're not that you're not diving in and specifically breaking down what speakers they are and where they are, Nick. That's pretty impressive. Well, I have in other parts of the park. <laughs> Just not there. No, you're right. When you walk in, that is a beautiful, that's awesome. I think that's really cool. Uh, I've got one that's in a very close area to what you were talking about. And this is uh, me being a product of my age, as we've talked about on the show before. I am the I am the grandfather now of our show. I'm not a grandfather yet, but uh, I will be 50 here in uh, six or seven months. And uh, when I go see Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln, which I go see pretty much every single time I go to the parks, I love Great Moments with Mr. Lincoln. Uh, at the end, there is a musical piece, and it is America, Spread Your Golden Wings. And I enjoy the entire show, but America, Spread Your Golden Wings is so 70s feeling to me. And I was born in 1972. Almost like Sounds- the people mover music. Yeah, no, the people music. Yeah. Yes. Oh, America. <laughs> and that would never be written today. That would never be recorded today. It sounds like something like that the mamas and the papas would record, you know? It sounds like something so 70s. It was that era of, you know, nature and and folk music. And I love that they've kept it. And so I love the whole thing. I still get emotional when I hear one more gray and one more blue. I love all of great moments with Mr. Lincoln, but when the drapes close, they show the Eagle and that starts playing. That's another one I listen to just while I'm working. Sometimes I'll listen to that song and it, it not only does it make me just feel good. It takes me back to being a little kid. That song feels like an era even more so than the song itself. So for me, that's, that's just magic. I, just last weekend when we were there, I, uh, I enjoyed great moments with Mr. Lincoln. So does your son like it as much or is he kind of, Oh like, yeah. Dad. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> Keaton loves it. Keaton. So Keaton's like the best guy to go to the theme parks with because he just takes it everything. He loves it all. So that's, that's one of mine. And uh, Shelly, I'm so impressed that you've got uh, America spread your golden wings down. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. uh, you got a few more for us there, Shelly? Um, I had some things about just specific firework shows, but I'll, I'll sum it up with it's so magical that they make different ones and that they, they come up with, you know, new, new firework shows that run for a while. And I loved, gosh, the most magical one I think was the Disneyland 50th anniversary. Mm, yeah. for um, sure. It was the first time really that they were doing, at least in my memory, it's the first time they were doing the kind of castle projections along with the fireworks themselves and the laser shows and kind of taking us back, circling back to the very beginning of this tonight on the different rides and the specific sounds and the bitter many center sentados, you know, all that stuff from the different rides <laughs> and that 50th anniversary fireworks show. They played, you know, little clip, those classic quotes and clips from, from different attractions and the light speed to Endor, you know, just all the stuff that <laughs> if you, if you have these traditions of riding these rides, it, it just, brought so much magic and goosebumps and tears to your eyes. And it's another thing I would sit and camp out for, for a while. Anytime I went while they had that fireworks show and sit and wait. And I'd make anybody that was coming with me, no, it's worth it. It's worth it. We wait two hours and we watch from right here. And, um, and then just waiting after the fireworks are over and kind of hanging out by the castle and being some of the last people out of the park is really magical to me. I love that feeling of walking down main street as mm the park has pretty much cleared out and just taking in the, the last minutes of this whole other amazing experience of a planet almost. That's not even like anything else outside uh, in the outside world. So fireworks shows in general, but the 50th anniversary mm, impeccable. 
I'm I'm so glad you brought up fireworks. I love it. I have a little Christmas ornament that shows Mickey and Minnie sitting in front of an old television set that says the wonderful world of Disney. And when you press the button, it has the sound of fireworks going off. I love fireworks. And depending on whether my wife dies first or I die first, we'll see what happens. Uh, she will prevent it if I die first. But if I die second, my kids have instructions that my headstone is to have the castle with fireworks behind it on my headstone. My wife swears she will boycott that. She will not allow that to happen. But my kids are committed to doing it if I die second. So because I love the fireworks to me, they're there. They are a link back to early Disneyland for me. The fireworks have always been there. And so that's, uh, man, that is, that is definitely pure magic. Nick. So I I've got about five others. Can I blow through them real quick? So we don't spend Let's the blow night? through them. Cause we're getting, we're getting about to time. So let's All right. hear it. So, I got, I've got three, I got four left. So. All right. Go for so it. I love the idea of continuing the tradition of buying Mickey ears with my kids mm. and getting them their Mickey ears at Disneyland, not some other version. Nice. Next. I love walking out the tunnel as you enter Disneyland past the best posters in the park and seeing your first shot of main street. while I'm holding my wife's hand. I don't know why that specific area of the park, but just it's the, we're going to have this amazing day together. And I love that part. Every time I hear the Swiss Capolka, for some reason <laughs> that brings me back to my teenage years and Swiss family Robinson. Nice. The gallery above pirates that isn't there anymore, where you used to be able to buy yeah. uh, animation cells. The idea that you could buy a part of the magic yep. was magic enough for me. And I just loved it. There's no way as a teenager, I could afford it, but I still loved just being in it. The cartoon barbell in Toontown outside of the jail that's stuck <laughs> in the ground. Those little details of where Disney was able to merge fantasy animation with reality seamlessly. It made you feel like you were in a cartoon and that was magical. Last thing that I want to share was actually from California adventure. I ended the night over by Incredicoaster, over by the cookie num nums and all that kind of stuff where you are at, at that part of the night. There's the fireworks going over Disneyland and nobody's in that part of the park. And so I was there all by myself, well, with my family, but we got to sit and watch the fireworks all by ourselves. Mm. And after the fireworks were done, we got to walk across the pier that was all beautiful, lit up at night, the lights glowing on the water. And we looked back and we took this picture with our family right with the, with the Ferris wheel behind us. And that moment to me was it captured the end of a beautiful family memory moment and yet we were kind of alone in it. And that's why it was so pure for us. And I think that everybody has their spot in the park. That's their own. That's that feels like nobody else knows the park, that part of the park, like they do. And for me in California adventure, that was that part of the park for me was nobody saw it in that moment, the way I saw it. And it was transformative to me. And so for me, the magic are the things when, when you look at the things you never look at the little details, the, the things that you may overlook the first time you go, there's a depth to the parks that makes them magical. And it's it, they help the park appear new every time you go. And so to me, if I could just sum it up to me, that's where all the magic is. It's in those little details that make the park new renew to you. Every time you go, there you Nick, go. there's my was... dump. That was moving, man. That was beautiful, Tears. Nick. Tears. I love it. All right. Speed round continues. Uh, Shelly, do you have any more to, to throw in in a speed round format? Speed round. Uh, yes, I do. So something magical in California adventure, for sure. You go on over to the wharf at the somewhat beginning of the day and you go to the sourdough Boudin's little factory there mm. and it's closed right now by the way it at is. least it was last time I was there um, it was like closed last weekend 
Yeah, that's a bummer. I It'll reopen at some point, I'm sure, I hope. Uh, but you go over there and you get a big old Mickey head sourdough. Yes. For like like 10 or 12 bucks, I don't know. And you can eat that thing all day. Yep. And it's magical because you just stand <laughs> in line and you munch on your sourdough with the 25 butter packets that you asked for. Yes. And you're dipping it. And people are looking at you like, you're crazy and you're thinking, no, I'm really not because I just paid $10 for this entire loaf and I'm going to eat it all day and you're going to buy 12 different snacks that are $10 each. So that maybe goes in a food episode, but I find it quite magical because it is a tradition that I do every single time. It's good carb Except loading, for man. when it's closed. Yeah, so, it is. So um, no, no offense to any anyone else. You just became my favorite collective member. No offense to the rest of the collective. <laughs> Plenty taken. I am a sourdough <laughs> junkie and I do the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'll even buy it when you first walk into California Adventure on the right, just past the back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They have the Mickey ones. We buy those all the time. So phenomenal. Good, good call. Mm-hmm. That is magic. And it tastes better than most sourdough because it's Mickey. Absolutely. All right. Uh, another rapid fire. You can't miss the Dapper Dans, everyone. Mm. You've got to catch the Dapper Dans. That's a little acapella group. They come out every once in a while on Main Street. Again, I'm not sure if they are singing at this present time. Uh, uh, they are. At Disneyland. They are, I as didn't. A matter of fact. Okay, good. Because I didn't notice them when I was there in July. But um, it's just so fun. They make Main Street so much more magical and they're wonderfully talented and just adorable and sing mm. great fun little things. I think you just can't miss that. And, and then back to Nick's point, uh, he was talking about how he got kind of caught in a spot where he was alone with his family to see fireworks and felt like nobody else knew about that. And I love those moments. And one place that that has happened to me, I hesitate to give it away, but if you jump in the space mountain line, a few minutes before the fireworks start you go up the ramps and then there's a portion of the line that kind of goes across a very big outdoor balcony type thing so you peel off and you get out of line and you go over to the edge of that balcony and you can see the fireworks perfectly you can hear all the audio perfectly the only thing you're missing out on obviously is the castle projections but um, everything else is perfect and you're usually the only one that thinks to do that. It's kind of an alone place to watch the fireworks. And I just gave my secret away. Yes, you did. That's the purpose of the show though. That is <laughs> awesome. That is so cool. Shelly, those are all great. Oh, good, good stuff. All right. Does that wrap up your list before I jump in? That'll, that'll wrap it up. Yeah. That is an awesome spot. I love it. Love it. Oh, good stuff. Um, and I'm going to try that. Definitely. We usually go over and watch the fireworks over at small world because they do projections there now too, but, uh, not as many, but that's, I like the idea of being up a little higher for it. That's great. Um, okay. So I've got a few that I will do rapid fire still, uh, the diorama on the railroad, There's something about when it goes totally dark and then all of a sudden it's the Grand Canyon. Next thing you know, it's dinosaurs, the Mary Blair connection to that, the Disney, the Walt Disney connection to it. Again, these are things from my childhood that are still there. I just love that. And I always feel a little bit giddy when I see that. Uh, One other is, and this came to me from Sean Solo, collective member, uh, and that is uh, the Haunted Mansion waiting until the very end of the night letting other people go. And if you ask a cast member, depending on who you ask and how they're feeling, they'll allow you to do this, but we've gotten to do it a couple times now. And that is writing the haunted mansion by yourself where there are, there is no one else around you. My son and I got our own elevator. We were alone. I mean, a hundred percent from the time we got on the attraction until we got off, we did not see another soul. And there's something so wild and so different about that, that it's super fun. Um, another one I have, and this might sound broad, but dusk, there's something about dusk when the lights start coming on and you just, it's not dark yet, but you notice the lights coming on Disneyland transforms to me. It becomes, there are two parks there. There's Disneyland day and Disneyland night. And at dusk, 
you almost get to watch the metamorphosis. And I love that time. It's my favorite time of day at Disneyland. Uh, Another one I have is surprise characters. When you're not expecting to see a character and you almost bump into them. Um, We had, it was Disney World, but one of the most magical things ever. My son was probably six at the time and loved Stitch more than life and kept saying, I need to find Stitch. I need to find Stitch. And we kept telling him, you probably won't see him, but that's okay. Cause we love him. He had a stuffed animal and a hat. We were walking into Epcot and it was before, like we were walking from the bus over to the entrance and we were in like, there was some weird corridor right next to us. A door opened and Stitch walked out. And we were the only ones standing there. We weren't even in the park yet. And Stitch saw my son with his Stitch hat and his Stitch stuffed animal and put his hands up to his head and put his arms out. And my son ran over and jumped into Stitch. There is something, I'm telling you, there's something so special when you find a character you love. I actually might have gotten a little bit teary-eyed about seven or eight years ago when we bumped into Baloo, who's my other favorite character of all time. Okay. Uh, last ones. Uh, one is uh, the golden horseshoe, just walking into it and remembering a time. And I hope that they can bring back the glory that was uh, of all the great performers that had been there. Uh, but just walking in there and looking around at it, that old style theater. And then the very last one I have is really special to me. And that is the sign when you first walk in. And we have a family tradition that my kids know where every single time we walk in, we stop at that sign unless we're rope dropping. If we're rope dropping, it's nice to see the sign. We'll catch up with it later. We need to get on some rides. But if we're not trying to rush to rides, we stop. We'll usually take a selfie with it behind us. But I always tell my family, take a moment, take a breath. Feel yourself actually taking off today, taking off, you know, the cares of the world and getting your mindset into fantasy and into tomorrow and into Disneyland itself. I just love that. Here you leave today, that you actually leave today, that it's not, it's like you said, Shelly, it's not the same world. Like you said, Nick, there are surprises around every corner that there is just, you have to get in that mindset of leaving today and kind of giving yourself to Disneyland and having a magical day. So that is my last one. I am speaking of uh, speaking of tombstones, by the way, that's a great phrase for a tombstone. What's that? That plaque just here, here, Sean left today and entered the world of tomorrow. (laughs) Fantasy. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, I that would actually be a great headstone. So at one point, I want to get one of the replica signs of that and hang it in my office because I just think it's so cool. Well, guys, this was awesome. I do you feel the magic? I actually feel the magic from this. Absolutely. I love it. I want to go tomorrow. Well, (laughs) I uh, so I will I will share with our audience as well as with you, Shelly. That, uh, you know, my son is a, uh, my youngest is a senior in high school and we'll be leaving our home in some eight or nine months, somewhere in there, he'll probably be taking off. And so we bought him an annual pass for his 18th birthday. He and I have a goal to go once a month until he leaves. So our next time there is the first weekend in November. We will then be there the first weekend in December. We will be there the 21st and 22nd of January and just every single month we're planning a trip together out there. So plus a Disney Paris in there. Oh yeah. And we'll be at Disney Paris on the 27th of December, but that's a different story. So yeah. Anyway, that's amazing. Super fun stuff. Well guys, thanks so much for joining us and for our audience. If you enjoy the show, We sure could use some five-star reviews. It helps other people to find the show when they're searching for this type of content. 
please leave us a five-star review. And also, if you're not following us on social media, you're missing out. See the giveaways. Somebody won a $25 gift card. We've had original art that we've given away. We have more giveaways coming up. I'm actually going to be buying some stuff in the parks that we're going to be giving away. And Nick at Night, thank you so much for joining us again, as always. And see Shelly, this was awesome. We are so glad to have you here on The Collective. Did you have a good time tonight? Absolutely. I appreciate it. It was very fun. I love this. I love Disney everything. So this is making my heart happy. Well, we're happy to have you as a permanent part of the uh, collective and can't wait to hear your thoughts as we go on. And so on behalf of Nick at Night and C. Shelley, I have been your host, Sean, and we will look forward to catching you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you.